Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delady. So what? Welcome along. It's the Monday morning episode, the start of a new week. Uh, we are doing this remotely from our separate rigs. No one's in their car. No one's in an office, wherever it was you were the other day. I will uh, do. I, I'm going to do a uh, car pod at some point the, this week. You've got to. The I need fucking to sound not. quality was incredible. I just want to. And because uh, I was so Top impressed. Notch. I was so, Im- I was really so impressed good. by it the other day. And I'm going to get, what I don't <clears> have is a hands-free rig up for my car. Right for the phone. Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to get one. I'm probably I'm, I've been looking on online. Uh, you can either get one that clips onto the air vent or a yes. or a suction one. A suction I, one. I, yeah. I don't know why, but I find a suction one more appealing. Yeah, it's more fun, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And so it, it 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 casts you back to the days of when you used to have rubber toys with suction feet and things like it, that. Yeah, I've got a uh, suction pad actually in my bathroom. <laughs> Um, you? that I've that I've life hacked or rather my wife has is because we can't get the plug out of the metal plug out of the metal plug hole in the bath because the little knob that you pull it with became I don't know fell off so oh shit so so we re, so we adapted a suction pad off of a right. child's like rubber duck or something right mm-hmm. and now we use it to um Get the plug out. Put, to take the plug out. So it's a nice Brilliant. little life hack. So I do have dealings with suction pads day to day. You've got you've got an ongoing relationship. I do, yeah. With the, uh, and the suction and people. they <laughs> just suffice to say, suction pads play a positive role in my life, and that is why I've been looking hard on Amazon. I think I'm going to go for a <clears> suction <throat> pad, and then what I'm planning is later in the week for one of the podcasts, I will drive around my locale but here's the thing mm. i want to find a way that i can communicate with you on facetime like this but record it for video whilst driving because i want to be- i'm taking it next level because you were stationary in a services car park yeah i yeah. i want to be mobile and i want to film myself need- and then release it to ifs only yeah you'd need a dash cam then you right. get a dash cam and you could video while you're driving around. Is it safe to drive and pod at the same time? Well, I thought someone was going to Frank Lampard me on this. i got to be yeah. honest, I didn't think it would be you. <laughs> just thought I'd get in early thought, just, to, just to save the, the, the deluge oh, of messages God. that we get. It'll be the pharmacists, won't it? I was listening <laughs> to the latest episode of his so-called comedy podcast. And not only, one of my favourite... Oh, God, I can't believe I've brought up the the pharmacist skin, but one of the funniest things that I forgot to mention last week, (laughs) like the different angles they came at me, was I'd said on this morning, as part of my pharmacist sort of bit, 
that mm. I, I don't know. I just said that a famous person was in the queue in front of me once at the pharmacist picking up yeah. a prescription and I'd try to listen in and find out what prescription it was they were getting. And I yeah, said, did, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I told this on this morning. I didn't name the celebrity. I think most people <laughs> who know this show can guess who it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I thought, I'll be, and I, my, my point of view is, is that I'm just admitting it, but everyone else would do the same. If they're behind some really famous picking up prescription, obviously they'd be thinking, oh, I wonder what they're getting. Of course right? you would. So I admitted it, but quite a lot of the uh, pharmacists, when they were all looking for angles about how to get me, were going, um, possibly invasion of privacy, attempting invasion of privacy on someone here, in my clearly stupid tongue-in-cheek anecdote. Oh, man. Anyway, let's let's move on from those Was the entire thing, though, was the entire thing not based around the the notion that pharmacists could have a quiet word with people about obesity Mm. in the first place? It was, yeah. And would would that not be a breach of privacy if they were going to do that They think not, because they think they're well-trained. Someone last night, one of the pharmacists, made a whole video in which she explained in a sort of like funny but at the same time really aggro way about how actually pharmacists do a lot more than just putting pills in boxes and she did a whole youtube video and sent it to me on twitter viral content for you yeah and are you supposed to retweet that then and yeah i think that's what she thought yeah but i've got no interest in supporting their community anymore because they're too mean to me (laughs) anyway That aside, yes, it probably is unsafe, but I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I won't be looking into the camera. I'll be driving and talking. So what's the difference between that and taking a hands-free phone call while you're driving? I think that uh, there will be some members of the pharmacist community who have infiltrated the IFS, mm. and they will be reporting you to fucking the DVLA or the Met they can. or whatever. They can, because I don't think it's illegal. <clears throat> it's not illegal to have a dash cam, is it? Hmm. Is it illegal to take a hands-free phone call? I don't think it is. Is it, is it not? I thought they were going to make it illegal. Yeah, not yet. Not no. done I think, yet. I think you're, you're allowed to drive and, <clears throat> and talk as long as you're not holding the device. All right, so you're going to just um, mm. revel in the final few days of that not being make illegal. Make the most of it. But, <clears throat> mate, this, could, this, this is it. a potential revenue stream because we could start doing this on um, IFS. We'll just record episodes in my car when we're on tour because oh, I'm driving this time. Yeah, brilliant. I'm driving from Leeds to Nottingham. Oh, I've already week. booked a train ticket. Although it was an extremely reasonable. You're not going to believe this, mate. It was What's not. That? It's nine pounds from Leeds to Nottingham on the train. I didn't even know you could go directly from Leeds to. Oh Nottingham. yeah, you can go directly, Fucking and it's nine quid. Well, jump in with me. See if you see if you can get a refund. You, oh. They're charging admin fee ten quid, I think. So you'll be. 19 quid down no you'll get no you'll you'll be a pound down i don't know um you'll find me a very good passenger because i will fall asleep immediately in your car (laughs) yesterday i was too tired to drive back from my mum's which is only about a 15 minute drive and and um so my wife my wife was driving (laughs) and the kids are in the back and it's a 15 minute drive and i said will you drive and i'm very rare usually i drive and I've ever really seen that. to drive 15 hell minutes. You do it. You fucking do it. Why do I have to do everything? Right. And I I got in the Is car. Is it because I'm the boy? Uh, I got in the car and I fell asleep immediately. The whole way. <laughs> I've slept the whole way from my mum's front door to my own front door. 
<laughs> People often get annoyed if you sleep in their cars. Would you be annoyed if I slept while nah, you were driving? I wouldn't give a shit, mate. Be, wouldn't give a shit. It'd be good because it'd stop me rabbiting on. I've been on trains with you where you fall asleep immediately. That was a problem. So yeah. you know, well, my, cars were different. When I was um, when I was at university, my mate and I, uh, Ollie, we used to we still had our West Ham season tickets, and he had a car, but I couldn't drive at the time. And uh, we and we used to drive back for West Ham once a week, mm. sometimes twice a week, in his Volkswagen Polo. And uh, on the way back, I used to usually have a right good sleep. Often, right good o- sleep often because, you know, we'd got to West Ham and drunk heavily. I'd drunk mm-hmm. heavily, he hadn't. And then we'd get in the car for the way back, long old drive from East London back to Brighton, and I would just fall asleep. And he would have the right hump with me. When we <laughs> when we got back, I'd wake up just as we were pulling into like Brighton or whatever, into the campus, and I'd go, oh, are we there? And he'd go, yes, we're fucking there. Have a nice sleep, did you? And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, so what? He's going, yeah, you lazy cunt. I was like, well, what was I supposed to be doing? Helping <laughs> out? Helping out? <laughs> Navigating? Yeah, you don't need my fucking help. You're out of order. You are out of order. I do all the driving. All you do is sleep. And I still, to this day, I don't know what his problem was with it. I don't know. I mean, faced with the choice of um, a silent, sleeping, possibly snoring Delaney. Yeah. Or a completely shit-faced Delaney rabbiting on for an hour. Precisely. Oh, that's, 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 hell. that's exactly what I thought. I thought, surely it's more agreeable to have me sleeping. <laughs> a bit respite from, wouldn't it? It was the principle. It was the principle he didn't like. He felt, mm. why he's doing all the work and I'm having a lovely drunken slumber. Lovely slip, sleep up. Yeah. Um, are you still mates now? Yeah, he's still my very good mate. He's my best mate. Oh, there you are, then. But he you've, does, you've but survived to be, it. To be fair, he lives in Dubai, which may be the secret of why we have maintained our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. While we're talking about um, driving around and that and the live shows, it is uh, this weekend when we start doing a few more. The very last chance you're going to get to see these fantastic live shows that, that we did. Um last autumn and it's going to be Edinburgh at 5pm at the stand on Saturday then in London two shows first one sold out second one 9pm on the second which is uh, Sunday night um, at 2 North Down King's Cross and then Leeds I forgot my location in Leeds but it's a nice place that's then on Monday and then uh, Nottingham Glee Club on Tuesday yeah and yeah. that is fucking it. No more. We complete our uh, Glee Club, um, our hatchery of Glee Clubs. Yeah. A Glee, cl- Glee Club trilogy, you could call it. Birmingham, that was where mm-hmm. we had some trouble. Bit aggro, yeah. Cardiff, that was a bit of a weird gig. I, I mean, no offence, Cardiff, but I would say it's probably our weirdest gig. Mm. Because the audience were quite quiet. But yeah. then after we went... They inundated us with lovely tweets and they had a, an amazing time, which we really appreciated. But, uh, yeah. you know, like, no offence, but all I would say is you had a lovely time, did you? Well, try telling your <laughs> fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe that's the Welsh way. They are cool people, the Welsh. They're yeah. kind of cool, aren't they, they? Are. like the funds. So that's probably that. And uh, let's see how, how we get on in Nottingham. Yeah. Uh, lovely green rooms in the other two. So Fucking, yeah, easily, the easily the best set. for green room, yeah. And we're already in the process of writing the next live show, which yeah. will be hopefully in the autumn. So I think it's, I then. think there's a strong chance it's going to involve um, James Garner 
and yeah. and uh, Greg, Glenn Larson. Glenn A. Larson. If you don't know, sometimes we do some of our best content on the IFS stuff. In fact, quite regularly, and it's not directly related to the IFS to that episode subject matter, like Roy the Roberts or Kevin Keegan or whatever. And so people miss out on it, and we make references. So really, what it is is. If you're not IFS, you're missing out double because we will start something on on an IFS episode and then it will spill over into this free-to-air episode and you're going, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, well, start Mm. fucking subscribing to IFS. Yeah, three quid a month, you get fucking eight eight episodes. And by the way, IFS has been going for a year now, I think, or almost a year, and there's been no inflation despite the fact that we've increased the content available. We've doubled the content levels, haven't we? Doubled the content. So if you subscribe last year, if you subscribe now, you're getting double the content that the bastards who subscribed in the first place, who are yeah. the elite IFS. If you well, subscribed in February or March 2019, you will forever be elite IFS. Yeah. They, they, they'll, they'll find out about Glenn Larson and um, James Garner in nine months' time when it goes free to air, by which time we'll have probably finished doing the live shows. <laughs> Yeah, although I've got a strong sense it's going to have legs because I, I'm not saying this is necessarily deep dive, but I, once I've finished this fucking laborious novel that I've started and feel like I don't want to stop because... What is it? Oh, it's a famous book. It's The Secret History by Donna Tartt, which I've never oh, read. Oh, I read that the first time around, yeah. yeah. It's a very old, right. old book, but obviously it's got a big reputation and I was just browsing, looking for my next book to read and it came mm. up, recommended for you. So I thought, yeah, I'll read that. Everyone loves it. Should be able to blast for it. Fucking no. It's really long and not much happens for a lot of it. I read it first time round because I felt obliged to read it because it was it was probably at the time when I was avidly reading The Observer every Sunday. Yeah, and it was, and it was you know, the, trend, book, trendy the book to read book. at the time. Yeah, yeah. I think I read it on holiday. Can't remember a fucking thing about it. The so same with my missus. She said, oh, I read that. Yeah, I quite liked it, I think. And I said, what do you remember about it? She went, fuck all. Nothing. So, yeah. That's the, I, I should have All seen this coming. But you know, sometimes you start a novel and once you're past 25% on the Kindle because it tracks it, you sort of think, mm. well, I'm a quarter in now. I've got to get it done. But it's a yeah, slog. Don't, don't get it done. If you're yeah. not enjoying it, if you're not feeling it, walk away. I don't hate it. It's yeah. not shit. But yeah. neither is it brilliant. And I quite like reading even books worse that than. I regard as if, brilliant. If it was shit, you'd probably get some kind of comedic value out of it. But yeah. the fact that it's just all right, Nah, bin it, walk away. Yeah, because what Life's I'm going to do short, is I'm, I'm going to read The Garner Files. That's next on my list, which is James Garner's right. which is where the story, that if you're not IFS, yeah. IFS, you won't know. We told last week about James Garner punching the TV impresario Glenn A. Larson so hard mm-hmm. that he flew straight through a static home. And out the other side. And out the other side. <laughs> now, if that story is reflective of the but the quality of the book as a whole then i am fucking deep diving it big style well uh, as well james garner who also got shot in the arse by friendly fire during the korean war yeah as he was diving into a foxhole yeah so there's two stories already that are going to make it better than the secret history yeah fucking right actually you're right do you know what i've made my decision that's getting downloaded as soon as we finish recording this episode i'll probably have read the whole <laughs> thing by the time we do our next step <laughs> Hey, fucking uh, do it! I've got a couple of things here that I've made um, uh, notes of. One is don't have to do them all now. Um, one is uh, me being approached by a drug dealer on Friday. It's <laughs> quite a good story. A street, a street dealer. Okay. Right. Yeah, let's have that. All right. Okay. 
So I was on my way home. Um, I was looking. I've been in King's Cross where I've done a podcast where, incidentally, we are building our outfit, a building, brand new studio, which we're hoping will be ready, mate, by the end of February. Wow. In King's Cross. In King's Cross. So right where you come in to the capital. I just come down, do podcast and fuck off. Right by your entry point. Nice. You can use it for that. You and Bob can use it. It's going to be fucking dreamland. Anyway, I've been up there doing a bit of surveying, you know. Did uh, you have your hard hat I on? I had my hard hat on. Was walking around <laughs> with some contractors. Did you have one of those one of those wheels on a stick that measures out? Doing a lot length. of that, yeah. And I also <laughs> I also invested in one of those things that beam a measurement. You know, you just beam an oh, infrared laser, light. Laser measurer. A laser yeah. measurer. Yeah, Get I was doing in. that. And also, I was wearing um, some goggles, some scientific <laughs> goggles too. <laughs> I said, and I carry a spare pair, and the bloke I'm with, I said, put these on, mate. I'm about to use my laser measurer. Yeah. If, if if the laser, if I sneeze and the laser accidentally moves and flashes for one second into your eye, that's it. You're blinded. You're blind. Yeah. It's like Day of the Triffids, mate. Stick them on. Don't say, don't say I didn't warn you. Yeah. Stick, stick the goggles on. Stick the laser goggles on. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Anyway, I was back from doing all that malarkey, and it was about six o'clock, and I got off the tube at Hammersmith, and uh, I was walking my usual route um, Mm. towards the bridge, and it was fairly busy. I mean, it was six o'clock. It was pitch dark, obviously, because it is at this time of year. But it was fairly busy, 6 o'clock on a Friday, quite a lot of people heading home from work. It wasn't the busiest road, it's a little side road, but there was a few people around. And there was a, a, a youth, a, mm-hmm. a youth, right, uh, from, it appeared to be from, I was walking past the flats, from the, past the estate, and I think he was one of the youths off of the estate. Don't want to sound prejudiced or anything, I could just, I could tell. I could tell he was a nice lad, right, but, you know, listen... I lived on an estate when I was a kid. Yeah. I know, I know, I can smell it on them. It's in your blood, isn't it? And it's actually. Estate life. It's estate life, another t shirt idea, right? <laughs> and anyway, I've got my headphones on, and this lad has turned around to me, and he's tapped, he's gone, he's tapped at his headphones. I thought, what's he saying? I think he's complimenting me old uh, Bose headphones still. Still, mm. still got it, right? The kids still know that I'm hip, hip to the streets. And I just gave him a thumbs up. And he went, no, take them off, mate, take them off. 
So I thought, oh, he wants to communicate with me. He looked yeah. about 18. So I took him off. I said, yes, can I help you? And he went, <laughs> hey, mate. Quite loud. He goes, hey, mate, do you smoke weed? And I went, I beg your pardon. And he went, do you smoke <laughs> weed? And I went, oh. And I literally said, those days are gone, young man. <laughs> <laughs> And he seemed to not understand what I'd said, right? Because you were speaking a Dickensian language. So then he goes, (laughs) then he goes, right. He goes, do you you snort coke? And I went, (laughs) I went, once upon a time, mate. Once upon a time. He still didn't get what I was going on about. Once upon a long ago, my friend. Ah, now you're taking me back, my friend. The stories I can tell you. The mists of time. Ah, my Come, friend, let's sit on this wall and I'll regale you. As I tell you, the tale of Euro 96. <laughs> Are you familiar with that the, golden time? The greatest time in the history in of the world. In our history. Are you familiar with the dentist chair? Anyway. <laughs> I went, and he still was like, what? And I went, no. And I went, he went, why not? And I went, <laughs> and I went, I went, I'm a bit old for that now, mate. And he went. Nah, you're not. You look young enough, mate. Tried to talk me into it. <laughs> Go on, with compliments. Have a, a bit. Say so he had sales chat, right? Oh, you do it a bit. You look lovely, mate. And I went anyway. Are you buying or selling, right? And he went selling, mate. He went. I got Charlie. I got weed. I got some nice pills. Are you sure? He goes. You might not want it now, but maybe just you know for future use. And I went, no. Nah. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, mate, I can't do that stuff anymore. And he's going, but why not? You still look young. Then I realised I was wearing my baseball cap. You know, like I sometimes like to wear a baseball cap. Yeah. And I think the combined impression of my baseball cap plus my you know Bose headphones mm. over the head ones, I thought, yeah. I'm looking like a youth here, aren't I? Mm, target um, audience. Plus, I've been on a New Year diet, so I've probably lost a bit of weight. I probably thought, yeah, I probably am looking about like 25, something like that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I tell him, look, mate, I'm I'm 44. I'm I'm going to be 45 in a few months. Um, and he went, so what? And I thought, yeah, I don't know why that is. He probably sells mo- mainly to people my age. Yeah. Right? Nowadays, so expensive. Everyone's so skin. It's the kids off the estate. Sell into the and and I noticed that he was in the little channel of road that takes you from Hammersmith over the bridge into Barnes, which is extremely middle class. And I was thinking he's got his setup right here because yeah. he's thinking I'll catch these silly middle aged rich cunts as they jump as, off the, at Hammersmith as, as they're fucking jumping off the tube and walking Starting back the to their fucking right, yeah. posh rigs in Barnes. I'll get yeah. them on a Friday night. So I thought this bloke fucking knows what he's doing, right? Um, but I said to him, ultimately, I said, no, mate, I can't. I can't do that stuff anymore. I'm afraid not. But I said, I do wish you all the best luck in the world with, with your with, venture, with your doing, with what you're doing. Because I do. I thought, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not judging the bloke. Plus, he was very polite in the way he approached me. He was not intimidating, which I appreciated. And I gave him a big clap on the shoulder as if, like, you and I, we're friends now. Um, Fare ye well. Yes. Did you say that? I said, Godspeed, young man. Godspeed, yeah, my fine speed. fellow. Yeah, I got speed as well, mate. <laughs> and then I saw him across the road because I wanted to end the conversation, but he kept going and he went, why don't you take my number? <laughs> he goes, He goes. take my number and uh, you can you can call me in case any of your mates want anything. And I, I went, nah, best not to, because in all honesty, I don't want dealers' numbers in my phone because... 
you know, I've worked quite hard to stay sober yeah. all these years. And one of the first things I fucking did when I was giving it all up was delete all the numbers, right? Because you never know when something might, the monster might grab you by yeah, the exactly. throat. So yeah. I said, if it's all the same to you, I won't take your number. I went, but it's fine. I'm around this area all the time, so I'll just find you if I need <laughs> I you. I almost talk yourself into it. <laughs> that seemed to appease him as I literally skipped across the road away from him and sort of semi-ran mm. away because I was like, nah, five more minutes of this sweet-talking bastard and I'll be back on the fucking iron filings. So I managed to get away. But ultimately, I think it was a nice encounter. I don't think that's the last we're going to hear of him. No. Um, and I expect that you and him will be doing a podcast by the end of February. <laughs> It'd be great if we did, yeah. <laughs> uh, a recovering a recovering addict with yeah. a drug dealer friend. That'd be good. Sit on a yeah. wall somewhere, get it your, get your portable recorder out. Yeah, we can learn lessons from one another, Interview can't we? for this, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what is it that a young person does these days once he's finished a hard day's drug dealing? <laughs> Would you spend your money up in what, the West End's Denmark Street buying guitar strings? <laughs> Uh, I I can't remember ever being approached. Well, I probably have been at some point, but I can't remember how long ago it would have happened. I do remember once in Manchester where I was approached <clears throat> with the offer of a blowjob for twenty oh, quid. Bloody hell! By a, a street a street worker, let's say a street sucker. Yeah, and uh, I uh, I turned it down, obviously. Yeah, like people go. Would you like it? It's quite a specific sales pitch. It leaves not much room for negotiation. The better way, if I was a prostitute, I'd say, first of all, I'd do the old classic, are you looking for some company? Because that's a good conversation <laughs> opener. It means yeah. that they might stop and engage before they've realised what's happening. They mm. go, yes, I am quite lonely. And they go, oh, well, I can offer you company. And then only much later would I mention that this would be a, there would be a financial transaction. Transaction, yeah. and only after that would I reveal what acts I was prepared to perform. Yeah, because I'd be hoping that I might, you know, at best be able to get twenty quid out of just literally offering them some company, like mm. twenty minutes of my time. I walk around with you, have a, have chat, a chat, yeah, and uh, then you can pay me twenty quid. Uh, only later, if they started trying to resist, I would I would keep up my sleeve to say. Okay, uh, as a bonus, I'll throw in oral sex. I'd start with a hand job, really. Yeah. If you try, yeah, you just... build up. You go. How about if I wank you off? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Still seems twenty quid. Still seems quite a lot. All right. What about if I suck you off? Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's with a, a deal. with a bit of wanking at the same time. Yeah. I mean, you have to understand that wanking is part of my um, fellatio technique anyway. So yeah, it's a two for one deal. Essentially. I'll, I'll throw in some ball work as well. <laughs> if you want me to touch your bum hole, that's an extra tenner. I'm afraid. <laughs> Although a lot of people do like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, listening to, uh, Lauren Laverne this morning on six music. And yeah. did you hear, um, our friend Dave? I didn't. I Pop heard he was going to be on. I missed it. Well, it was, was a surprise to me. In? It was a surprise to me, and I was delighted just that I knew someone on the radio, even though yeah. I suppose the fact that I've worked in radio for a long time, yeah. and you, and <laughs> it you, shouldn't, you, and I've been on the radio myself. Produce the Yemen Home Show yeah. and talk radio. Yeah, and I, I know most radio hosts, in fact, I've just <laughs> realised. Uh, but having said that, I don't know. It's because I suppose it was because I wasn't expecting him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't expecting him, and I was really excited, and I was excited to hear him talk about Pop Rex, which is a, yeah. a venue that 
that is very you know they I think no venue looked after us better they are the, they're the, I, I hesitate to say they're the nicest guys in Sunderland although in the build up she said my hometown of Sunderland and I forgot Lauren Laverne was from Sunderland I knew she was from the North East but I didn't know yeah, she was from Sunderland one of us. and she said yeah. my hometown Sunderland and this guy has done more than anyone to keep the independent spirit alive in that city mm-hmm. and for a moment for a brief mad moment I thought Oh my god, it's going to be Andy. Yeah, of course. Only because no. I can never think of anyone else who lives in Sunderland. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought this has got to be Andy. Why? It's hasn't either he told Andy or the proprietor of that Polish supermarket you were in. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell! I hope, no, she has a, I, I, I hope she has that grumpy fuck from the Polish. Well, funny enough, it was Dave <laughs> from Poprex who was on this morning, who um, and he was very brilliant, by the way. So you should listen back to it. Uh, it was Dave from Poprex who told me when I told him about my travails in the Polish supermarket. Mm. <laughs> he said, what did you buy from there? And I said, I bought a pint of milk to take back to my travel lodge to <clears throat> have with tea in the morning rather than the UHC. And he yeah. told me, oh, don't buy it from there. That's pig mi- pig's milk. That's right. So, and I've I think been threatening for about a year now to do a Poprex podcast with Dave and I never oh, get around to it and I should shouldn't I you should yeah, all I've got to really do is good. go down there set the mic up and just let him fucking yeah I mean, on exactly. for 20 minutes yeah I think Dave will make me look you know sort yeah. of quite quiet and measured I imagine Dave will come up with a lot of content that needs to be snipped out <laughs> well, I really only spent you know an hour or two in, in Dave's company but he told me a lifetime of fucking first class anecdotes yeah even in the bits where you were on stage and I'm backstage you know like where you're reading the Roy Keane bits and that yeah even in those bits even he came then. And, like collared me and told yeah. me eight or nine stories yeah that were like fucking sensational stories from his life yeah and then I came back on stage like he would still be talking as I, I said I have to go back on yeah, so, well, you were trying I to gather think, your thoughts and work out what was going to happen next. Uh, yeah, it, 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 if you were at the Sunderland shows, it may explain the low quality of both <laughs> the shows that night, but they were our first two shows. Yeah. Anyway, that was an exciting part of my morning hearing Dave from Pop Rex. Mm. Have you got the um, the results of the predictions from the weekend? I do. I do. I wow. Do. I do. Fantastic. Okay, but I don't know where it leaves us in the league. Well, but you I just can tell, tell us what, you what we've got. You got three points, um, which was for three correct outcomes. I got okay. a paltry one point. Oh. Uh, I, I got only one correct outcome. And yep. Results Spot got no points. So <laughs> Fuck no, you. No one nailed it. No one got a correct score. You came close with West Ham, West Brom, because you predicted yeah. 2 0 West Brom. It was 1 0 West Brom. Did um, you go to that? I went to it, yeah. Oh, my God. I went to it and I did my new West Ham podcast afterwards. Oh, yeah. Forgot I forgot about that. To, I, it's called UIN. So if there's any hammers listening or people who, you know, want to hear me on another podcast. Even more. You, yeah. yeah. I mean, you'll be quite disappointed because it's not funny at the moment. It might be in the future, but there's nothing to fucking love about. It's just me being a fucking miserable cunt. Is with, it you with your journalist hat on? Rashane Thomas from The Athletic because it's an athletic podcast. Right, uh, and so he's their West Ham correspondent, and so he's got more of the inside track on what's going on at the club, and mm. I'm just ranting on. Yeah, yeah, fine. There's no, Good. there's nothing about James Garner, but you know who knows what the future holds for it but the, yeah. the thing we're doing is if you're a hammer it's quite good because there are a lot of good West Ham podcasts to be fair but what we do with this one is we do it straight <clears> after the game reaction so, pod so you, get, so you don't have to wait three days like my favourite West Ham podcast I'm usually waiting three days after a game to hear what they've mm. got to say whereas this one's reaction pod so is your co-host at the matches 
Home and yeah. away. We're both at the matches. Well, I won't be at many away ones. So at the home ones, we both meet up. We met in an Italian right. restaurant um, right. up the road after the game. And uh, actually, that was the only funny bit because an Italian waiter came over and started asking us if we wanted anything. And I said, mate, we're recording a podcast. Here. And he went, what is a podcast? Yeah. And there was <laughs> this in l- your facilities. There was this long interchange. No, his manager <laughs> knew. There was this long interchange and uh, I started getting slightly irritable with him, but I left that all in because I thought it was quite entertaining. <laughs> a- anyway, anyway uh, yeah, so at the moment it's just it's just me ranting on. So yeah, at the, at the home games we'll be somewhere like that and at the away games he's there at the game and I'll be doing it remotely. Mm. But not like this, we're using some sort of software. I'll tell you that off air, it's boring for the listeners, but I'll tell you okay. how we're doing it. Well, I think we're done te- anyway. A little bit of tech chat. Tech I think chat. We're bo- I think we're both done anyway. So uh, yeah. there we are. I'm on 115. You're on 107. Results bots on 91. Still yeah. all to play for. Very exciting. Transfer window almost closed. But that doesn't affect us, does it? No. We might do a transfer window special on the last day, you know, like Sky do. Yeah. Loads of podcasts do that. In fact, I did one once. Do they? I, ca- oh, I can't remember why I did it, but I was still with the drink at the time. I remember turning up and they paid me 200 quid like to turn up and host this fucking transfer window deadline podcast right and i was shit-faced when i turned up because i can't remember you know and i turned up and there was a and i thought it'll just be like a bit of a laugh few other lads there you know Hmm. just other gobshites like you the likes of you and i and the other people of our community that we know i'll be fine they won't notice I'll be shit-faced. They'll applaud it. But when I turned up, there was a proper load of anoraks there. Oh, it's the broadsheets. All, all had fucking <laughs> laptops in front of them. Um, and they had a pre-production meeting that they asked me to attend. And there was some guy in charge going, okay, this is where we're, this is where we're at. Listen up, everyone. It's like you're in a newsroom. This is where we're at so far, right? And he started talking me through all the deals that have been done, the ones we were expecting to happen while we were on air because it was being live-streamed. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. Was this anyway, a podcast? It was a, po- a live-streamed fucking fuck podcast on Transfer Deadline Day. It was, I, do you know what? I look back, and although I regret, um, I suppose, being drunk whilst broadcasting, I mean, I would have never done that for what I regard as a, as a proper gig. Even when I was drinking, I wouldn't have done that. I wasn't that unprofessional. But I just thought, this is just some podcast. Um, but I don't regret making a mockery of the whole thing Andy I'm pleased no. I did because I think yeah. it deserved it I think these were grown men right acting like babies mm. like getting all excited over a fucking transfer window I think I'm glad I made a drunken mockery of the whole exercise getting excited about a list of names and some new people having yes. new jobs this man's got a new job at another place <laughs> fucking grow up dickhead I hope I get along with his co-workers uh, he's still negotiating his contract. <laughs> Who cares? Well, it's the transfer deadline on the 31st, isn't it? That's the same day as yeah. we leave fucking yeah. the EU. Yeah. So that'll Brilliant. be a good life podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. And they're going to release a new 50p to commemorate transfer oh, deadline day as well. Oh, hell. What a fucking <laughs> mess. Right. That's it for this one. We're back tomorrow with um, what might be a mailbag delve. Depends on the quality of the mailbag, I suppose, but we'll see. See you then, right. dickheads. Keep it Ta-da. comfy. Bye-bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.